From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome back to Startups of the Week, a Chronicle business podcast with me, Trisha Tarani. And me, Alex Wilhelm, Editor-in-Chief of Crunchbase News. Together, each week, we pick a group of startups that are trending on Crunchbase. We're looking for under-the-radar companies that have raised less than $50 million and are based here in the Bay Area. Today, we'll tell you about Brandless, a new brand of home goods. And then we'll look back on the year's local startups, pointing out the best, worst, and most surprising trends. Let's do it. So we're going to start off this week by just talking about our favorite from that we covered in the piece last week. Yes. And then our favorites from the year. Yes. Um, So to start off, like we do every single week, do you want to tell us how we choose these companies? Yep. So as every week, we look at companies in the Bay Area that are headquartered here that have raised less than $50 million in funding, that have not raised in the last month, that have not been acquired, mm-hmm. and there's one or two other things we throw in there. And then we kind of sort them by what's called trend score. Right. So how many people are looking for them on Crunchbase at that given moment, and then we try to, try to figure out why. Are they raising capital? Do they get some press coverage? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So last week, the one that was trending was this company called Brandless, um, which you might have heard of. It's been getting a lot of hype yeah. recently. Um, so this is like a new online grocery store concept where... You could say so. Um, Where everything is $3. Um, So everything from like a spatula to um, some tomato sauce is all $3. Which which to me, and maybe I feel this way because I've never used it, but to me that's kind of weird. And their their idea is that like they they are able to keep prices down because um, because they cut out all the middlemen. Where they do direct to consumer, yes. where they don't have to deal with like shipping costs or like shelving costs, which I had no idea were a thing before this. Um, so yeah, they can give down. But you said that you've used Brandless before and you actually liked it. Yeah. So when the they came part. out, I felt the need to take part in this new product because if Brandless got big, I didn't want to say, oh, now that it's huge, I've never used it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of made an order. I got like mouthwash and hand soap and the marinara sauce. Right. And it was all fine. And the marinara it sauce like tasted fine. I mean, it's tomatoes in a jar. You can't really yeah, torque it up too can, bad. You, you can. That's true. If you ever, if I, I've made some that hasn't been very good. Um, <laughs> so. But it's weird to shop there because everything is $3. There's no no variation. So it, it's right. like a, and a weird, like just one more item. Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way. Right. But I like the stuff. Um, and how are the portions? The, everything seemed very industry standard to me interesting. In, in my use. But again, I bought one box of things once, so I'm not saying that I had the... the they have 250 items yeah. in the story set, right. so like, that's a lot. Right. Um, so they're trending this week because they're very lavishly funded by some big names, like Steph Curry, um, Randy Zuckerberg, um, all were part of their last round of funding. So I know this is a, a company I guess we'll follow in the new year just to see, because there's a lot of hype around it now. So I'm It's also to see. an e-commerce company going into the holiday season. Yeah. I'm not surprised to see these, see more searches right. as people look for stuff to buy. Right, right. So. Interesting. Um, so that that aside, um, so now we're going to move into the second portion of the show where we're going to talk about um, startups that we've, or just trends that we've noticed over the last year. Um, so the one that I wanted to start with is like is um, startups that we've or types of startups that we've noticed a lot this year. So one, sure. there's been a lot of security companies. Yes. Um, you know, ones that secure your house from August Home to another one called I'm blanking on it, um, LifeSite, which helps you secure your own information online. 
Um, so I guess just from your perspective, like, why do you think that we've seen so many of these security companies this year? Well, I mean, if, if I think about the threat landscape that exists out there, like this was the year of WannaCry and other kind of these major incursions. I think the... the what, is, prof- what was WannaCry? WannaCry was the, the ransomware that took over your computer or computers oh, yes. around the world. You had to pay them some Bitcoin to give right. it back. Right. Um, actually, I think it was North Korean. There was some news out yesterday about oh, that. Oh, interesting. Um, but I, I think the profile of security in people's minds has, has greatly increased. People now care about their browsing privacy and mm-hmm. they care about their internet security and so forth. So... I think from the consumer all the way up to the enterprise, there is an increased knowledge of the need for better security products. And so to see companies right now growing quickly doesn't surprise me. Uh-huh. Um, also, you and I are, have never been more exposed to the threat of being hacked. Right. All of our money is online, all, et cetera, you know. Yeah. And so I think people are paying attention. Yeah. But remember, but remember one login. I do. And they had a flaw, if I recall yeah. correctly. So they were, they're a company where they create like a one login key for you to get into all of your networks at work, I think, or like all of your apps at work. It's kind of a unified pass. Yeah. So yeah. like their one job is to <laughs> keep everything safe, is one not job. get hacked, keep you, sa- keep you safe from hackers. But then they had this massive data breach. Yeah. Um, but I was just looking at them yesterday to see how they were doing. And it seems that they've all but recovered. I mean, they haven't had any recent... Um, press on the data breach and seems to kind of well, been Except brushed. for this moment right Except now. for this moment right yeah. here. Everyone Sorry. remember one Sorry, login? Guys. Um, another um, another uh, like theme of startups I've noticed was AI bots. Yeah. I did expect to see more, but the ones that we did cover um, seem to also be doing really well. So one was called Clara Labs, oh, yeah. where they're like this AI bot assistant um, where they like set up meetings for you. This corresponds between calendars and yeah. times of time. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they had right after the reason they were trending um, on our uh, on our series was because they were they were in the midst of like closing a new round. Yeah. So they just close a huge round for 11, 11 million. 12 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But so, yeah, do you, I mean, do you think we'll see more of these? Do you think these will continue I, doing I well? I wonder if we're now seeing the winnowing of the market because mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a big wave of these companies that came out all at once. And so right. I'm curious if, you know, if these are the companies that are going to make it or we're still seeing companies get funded in too many, too, too, too high a number of them and they're yeah. starting to kind of fall off. Right, right. Like there are a bunch of crypto companies in 2014 that most of them mm-hmm. make it. So I'm not sure where we are in the life cycle, but I think it's cool. And I just hope that people don't send me the emails asking their bot to set up our next meeting. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> but if the bots are good enough, you wouldn't even know. Um, show me that bot and I'll join <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so speaking of winnowing of the market, um, other you pointed out, which I thought was really interesting, that the co- types of companies we didn't see were social media companies. And I mean, that doesn't mean that they haven't been created. Maybe they're too big to meet our parameters. But, you know, why do you think that we also didn't see many new social media companies? Well, I mean, right now we're watching Twitter and Snap, the parent company of Snapchat, uh, fight for market space. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the big advertisers just want to drop a bunch of money at Facebook and Google. And that's their online spend and they're done. Yeah. So if you're trying to break into the space, good luck. I mean, you have to grow and command enough scale to get attention from these large mm-hmm. outliers, and it's tough. And, you know, if Snap, which has, what, 140, 160, 170 million daily active users right. somewhere there, look it up yourself, <laughs> um, and they can barely pull this off, what chance do you have? And I think right. investors have seen the, uh, the troubles of Twitter as a public company, and these are warning signs in a sense. 
even mm-hmm. though Twitter stock is currently trading near 52 week highs. Right, and and we keep seeing these smaller companies get scooped up by Facebook as well. Like, isn't yeah. there one? We didn't cover it in in this um, in the series, but there's one committee called House Party that Facebook has like aggressively been after. Yeah. Um, and then you pointed out one earlier before the show. They're called was, TBH. Okay, which so was they blowing up among teens. Facebook just was like, well, that that could be a thing. We'll yeah, let, let's take it. We have enough money. Um, and social media wasn't the only one. Also, we also didn't have any any dating apps. I think uh, maybe I, we had one. I think we had the league once, maybe. right? Yeah, right. Which, which was one of the funnier episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so kind of a similar idea here. There is a couple of incumbent players that own the entire market. So Interactive mm-hmm. Corp or IAC, I think owns Tender. I think they own OkCupid. You know, right. so they they've accreted to themselves so much of the market. It's hard for anyone to either get into it and create a separate brand and drive right. their own engagement in that network or to not get acquired by the, uh, the current mm. market leader, which is IAC's parent. IAC, so. which owns most of them. Um, and then another one, um, smart devices. We also didn't... Uh, we, you so said you did, we didn't see many smart devices, but... you. So I was thinking smart devices like my microwave is intelligent. You were thinking more like wearables. Right. Um, but I guess here's my thought. Back in like 2015, I feel like I was told at like CES and other trade shows that mm-hmm. the Internet of Things was coming. It was going to revolutionize everything. Everything's going to be smart, censored. Woo! It's not here. And then none of it. I have none of it in my house. Right. None. What 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 like everyday product do you have now that you wish was smart? Well, aside from me, <laughs> um, I, maybe that's your problem. Maybe that's, that could be the issue. I mean, it would be cool if my television had like voice controls that, were, that it, were native. But you can get a TV that has. I could buy it. You said in your house, what do you wish? Right. Uh, I was being honest. But you could buy it. I could. I, but my TV is huge. I don't want to get rid of it. Right. Well, that, that seems like a personal problem. It is indeed. Um, but so I was actually surprised at how, much, how many like wearables we had. So like last week we covered one called Cardia Band. I think yes. two weeks before that we had another smartwatch that was like charged by your body heat. Um, and then there's been like other various fitness trackers that have um, come in and out, but yeah, I'm I'm really surprised. Even with like the cautionary tale of Jawbone, which was a Fitbit competitor that had yeah. really they fell apart. Yeah, really fallen apart. But also um, Fitbit itself. I mean, their stock is in the basement. Yeah, and they haven't had a great run as a public company, and even more to the point, GoPro right. has had a similar trajectory. Yeah. So I wonder if consumer hardware, and we talked about hardware being difficult mm-hmm. a hundred times. Um, I wonder if that's keeping the entire category back. Because right. VCs are like, look, even the companies that make it are only worth X. So what's the chance that this is going to be worth right. you know, 2X? And a, and a lot of the companies that we've covered that have actually died have been hardware companies yeah. also, which we talked about on the show last week. But do you want to just like, talk about some of the factors that lead to hardware being just a really difficult space? Yeah, I mean, our to? standard argument that we've talked about yeah. over the last, I mean, it does like nine months. That's yeah. amazing to me, <laughs> is that when you do hardware, you generally also have to do software. Mm-hmm. And so it's a doubling of the complexity kind of when you build this sort of product. If you build just an app, you don't build iPhones. Right. But if you build an IoT device, you also build software. So yeah. that's that's the, the, the core difficulty. Right. And also people are cheap and it's hard to sell things. Yeah, and I'm interested to see in 2018 which companies that have been like widely hyped in our series this year also die because two that we two that we've covered, um, Navdi, yes. we covered it while it was trending and then it is now preparing to liquidate according yes. to Crunchbase. Um, and they made like this heads up display. Which we thought was cool. Which we thought it was really? and so did the press. They thought, thought it was really cool. And then there was another one called um, Hello, which was like a sleep tracker that oh, also yeah. died. That also had a lot of funding. Um, so I guess and we're definitely gonna keep our eye on all the companies that we've 
You know what we should do is create you. a public spreadsheet of all the firms we've... Uh, oh, we can do we that. Should. We, can do, we, we should. We will do that. that. We will do that. At the start of 2018, but... <laughs> a spreadsheet of companies you've heard about will now be available to yeah. prepare. But anyways, do you think, I mean, do you think there are any other themes that you noticed this year that we didn't touch just, on? Just one that I wanted to bring up, which is I'm always amazed at the sheer diversity of things being taken right. on at once by the tech industry. So yeah. when we were preparing for this, we went through a spreadsheet of the companies we talked about, and they are all over the place mm-hmm. in the best possible way. So just here in the Bay Area, where we've constructed the... And list. and we thought that our parameters were really strict also, and we're worried that we wouldn't come up with, with that many companies every single week, but... I mean, most of the time, I send over a list of, like, what, nine companies? Mm-hmm. And I've heard of one, two? Yeah, like It's really nascent. So that makes me excited and happy because I feel like there's a lot of like anti-tech feeling in the market right now. Some of it's very valid. Yeah. Um, but... It's too easy to paint all of tech with the brush of like Google has problems. Yeah. And so there are these companies going after everything from ag tech to, you know, farming in AI. Right. Um, so I, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And so next year I expect to meet a whole bunch of new companies that I haven't heard of. Right. Yeah. And so stay tuned. We'll, we'll be back in 2018. Thanks for tuning in and happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com and crunchbase.news. I'm Trisha Tadani. And I'm Alex Wilhelm. And this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz, our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper, and our producers are Peter Hartlob, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varelos. The music you just heard is BotFest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle Podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcast or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.